fightthethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Long Term Memory. My name is Jack. And uh, my name's Colin, but after 25-odd episodes or so, I'm sure you know our names by now, but no doubt we'll continue to tell them each week. Jack, how's you? Yeah, I am good, man. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, looking forward to this week's show. It's, it's it's a good one. You'll be hearing it in the next couple of minutes, but we thought we would just tack some of our usual sort of housekeeping and uh, calls to action onto the start of the podcast because jack you know you know better than md we see the mi we see the analytics people switch off at the end and don't listen to us doing this and it is pretty important isn't it yeah it's pretty important i do look and people listen to about 90 percent of the podcast and then just turn it off at the end and that is totally understandable we all do the same thing so we're just sort of sticking it in here at the beginning the usual guff about leaving reviews five-star ratings, all that sort of stuff really does help us get discovered, basically head up the charts where people will be scrolling down and they might take, oh, I've not seen that before, and give us a little click, and it makes a massive difference to our listening figures and our enjoyment because we are comment whores, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does make a difference, especially in that iTunes algorithm anyway. We've had 118 reviews or so last time I checked, and that means we do feature on the front page of iTunes fairly regularly, and that does bring eyes to the pod and lets the audience grow and lets our voices go out to more people, which is, is what we want. So you can play your part in helping us with that by, like Jack says, leaving a review. Um, leaving a comment on the review is even better and also just telling your friends about the podcast um, it's free to listen to obviously um, they can get involved, uh, just search for Wrong Term Memory on their podcast and it will pop up Yeah we do this we do this for fun basically and we have never made a penny from this and this is going to sound a little bit oh, woe us, but it's actually costing us money to make the pods with editing and having to buy new equipment and stuff like that, so what we're doing is we're asking you to go on to wrongtermmemory.com and if you scroll down to the bottom, there's going to be a couple of buttons in the website footer, basically, Colin, so there is. Yeah, there is. Um, listen, um, you've got the option to leave a donation if you enjoy what you're listening to, um, if you've enjoyed the content and hopefully going to enjoy future content and you want to support the pod. One of the ways you can do that is by going to the website and looking at those two donate buttons. There's one for PayPal and there's one for buymeacoffee.com or you can just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory and give us a pound, give us two pounds, just be the equivalent of buying us a beer or buying us a coffee. Um, we both got full-term jobs. This this isn't what this is all about, but we would like to try and get some new equipment, some new microphones, um, some new stuff software-wise, just to improve some of the editing and the sound and hopefully do more effects and more stuff like that. Um, we've got stuff we want to do to try and make it sound better and improve it. Unfortunately, these things are expensive and we've got other bills to pay, so... We don't expect anything whatsoever. However, if you do want to donate, the option's there for you, but no pressure whatsoever. The pods will continue regardless. Yeah, if you can spare a, a couple of quid, it would mean a hell of a lot. And now that people have been turning off at the end of podcasts, they're now just clicking the skip 30 seconds button until they hear the tune. Hi Colin, we're back with uh, part two. We never got very far into our fallacies, but I think we set a sort of good base tone for where we're going to be heading with the rest of this series. So 
Um, we spoke about appeal to probability, and now we're going to speak a little bit about uh, argument from fallacy. So this is basically known as the fallacy fallacy. Yes. Oh, you're laughing already, Alex. Yes, yes. It's, it's these little things, it's, it's words like this, like terminology like this, that kind of can put people off a little bit. But uh, when you give the example, I'm sure people will get it. Absolutely no problem at all. Yeah, hey, Colin, do you want to give us this, this wee example then? Because it's a, a, yes, a, so... it's a kind of special case, I think. So yeah, an argument from fallacy. Um, the assumption that if an argument is fallacious, then the conclusion is false. So if P, then Q. Um, but P is a fallacious argument, therefore Q is false. Um, but this would be a special case. A fallacious argument can still have a consequent that happens to be true. Uh, the fallacy is in concluding the consequent of a fallacious argument, which has to be false. And an example of that, go back to cats, um, all cats are animals. Ginger is an animal, therefore ginger is a cat. You're incorrect though, so therefore ginger is not a cat. I think that I hope I've not butchered that too much, Alex. Not at all, not at all. No, it's the, you know, it's, as you said, it's just that that first bit. All cats are animals. Ginger is an animal. Um, you know that bit there doesn't it doesn't quite meet the the test of what is a sound argument. But the conclusion ginger is a cat can still be true. But uh, you. You know, if you're arguing against the conclusion by saying, oh, your argument's not sound, so the conclusion must be false, that's not quite true. What you've got to be saying is this part of your argument is incorrect. That bit's false. You know, ginger as an animal um, might be false or the conclusion doesn't meet, uh, doesn't, you know, come from that. But ultimately, uh, ginger's still a cat. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't just go and say, that argument doesn't follow, so Ginger can't be a cat. You can just really say that argument doesn't follow. This kind of feels like one that an idiot might kind of fall into, you know, that they might hit you with a lot of nonsense to start with, but then sort of roll out like all shiny and nice at the end and actually come to a conclusion that is right, but it's kind of the journey how they got there. Is that kind of what it is? The journey's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the two premises, whilst they're kind of correct, all cats are animals, and ginger is an animal, that's fine. They're absolutely fine. Um, it doesn't say that only cats are animals, or, you know, all animals are cats. So it's just a conclusion that's wrong. But you'll see this quite often in things. An easy example in society would be to to just kind of lump everybody together in a certain subgroup, certain subsection. You know what I mean? So you could just, the, the best example that comes to mind, and I don't like to just use the football examples all the time because I know that's not this pod, but it's the best one that comes to mind. It'd be to say something along the lines of um, all Rangers fans are pro-union. Jack is pro-union, therefore Jack is a Rangers fan. Um, no, that's not quite the same because we can't prove the first one and the first one's incorrect, but it, it sort of it's that you get these sort of things where they'll they'll make that false conclusion based on or a conclusion that could be true based on a couple of things that don't really link, yeah. you know. And you see that a lot in the media, and it's a way to just label groups of people as something, you know, without it 
really following, but people might not realise that it doesn't follow because everything around it seems to be true, you know? Yeah, like these fallacies are used quite a lot. Like a lot of the time it's kind of by people who can't really find a better way to like support their, their claim or their argument, basically. And a lot of the time it's kind of desperation almost. Um, so they can't defend their claim, but like they're not. Their claim might be true, but they can't defend it yeah. logically. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Runter Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. Yeah. Basically. So they can't, they can say, um, Colin likes Yeezys, right? We all know that, right? That is true. But then we're actually on video here and we can see all the Yeezys. So I suppose that I'm kind of getting off on the wrong foot here. But it's the the arguments before that proceed are not right. That's what I, it's. This is when you start, you can tie yourself in all sorts of. You can tie yourself up, basically. Yeah, um, the, the formal fallacies stuff is probably a little more difficult to understand than the informals. Um, and this is just about the kind of structure of of arguments. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's almost a good starting point if you're able to just get your head around them. If, you know, what was mentioned earlier, if P then Q, P is a fallacious argument, therefore Q is false. Um, it's the therefore Q is false part that's that's the the fallacy here. Doesn't matter if if P is a fallacious argument. Q doesn't necessarily become false. It just means that Q wasn't justified by P. And and, and sometimes when you start putting examples to it, it can sound a bit too difficult to get your head around. And when you just use that, you can maybe kind of break it down. I certainly found that just a little bit easier to understand. Um, It's, it's, you know, almost mathematical in some ways. And some people don't like that. I get that. But um, that's where the formal fallacies can be that a little bit more difficult, in my opinion. The informal stuff, you'll get a lot of examples and, and you guys will, will cover those when we're doing these. A lot of examples, you'll be like, I've heard that sort of thing before. Yeah. Or, you know, I've noticed that sort of argument um, not being right before. You'll get a lot of that. But the formal fallacies can be a lot more subtle than that. So that's why they're just a little bit more difficult to understand. Yeah, so we'll move on to the conjunction fallacy. This is something that I remember, kind of remember doing at school. I don't know what, what I would have been, what subject I would have been studying. But basically, this is the assumption that an outcome like simultaneously satisfying multiple conditions is more probable than an outcome that just satisfies one. And there's an example here, and this is the example that I basically remember from school. So you get told that Linda's a 31-year-old single, outspoken, very bright. Um, she majored in philosophy, 
um, as a student, she'd be deeply concerned with issues of discrimination, social justice, and also participated in anti-nuclear demonstrations. What is more probable? Linda is a bank teller, or Linda is a bank teller and active in the feminist movement. It's pretty simple, this one, I think. Like, it's obviously more obvious when it, there's just one specific there, but because you're given these reels of information, is this just like, is this a passing judgment fallacy almost like where you you judge a, maybe not judge a bit by its colour, but you you hear what she does as a, a, as a pastime and then you pass judgment on a person and then you, you think she must then maybe not just be a lady who's a bank teller, but she must be into that feminist sort of stuff as a passing judgment, this one. It almost, yeah. Um, it's just taking something that, active in the feminist movement um, when you think that you, you start to think about you know discrimination social justice um, that sort of stuff that you know those are the, the things that come to mind when you think of the feminist movement um, so when the options are given to you like that Linda is a bank teller or Linda is a bank teller and is active in the feminist movement it feels like that one just fits better because of everything that you've been given you're sort of trying to it's almost like you're trying to use all the evidence um, and not using probabilities, not using statistics, actually. Um, that's where this becomes a bit boring. This almost. is more of a maths one, this one, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because statistically, statistically, it is more probable. That's the question you're being asked, which is more probable. Statistically, it's more probable that only one thing, Linda's a bank teller, is true compared to two things, Linda's a bank teller and active in the feminist movement now that may be the case but in the probability stakes it's only the one option that would be more probable than the two like that i'd say that this one's probably of the ones we've spoken about so far one of the more dangerous ones per se because you can very much get somebody to pick that idea of her being a bank teller and being active in the feminist movement because of all the other information which isn't really related to that that you've given previously um i could see this sort of thing being used by like a really smart dirty lawyer or something like that oh absolutely this this happens a lot um this is what you do you know if you're trying to when people try to defend themselves think about um issues of someone saying something racist uh, they will then go and you know someone Maybe not them specifically, but many times you've seen somebody famous and their friends come out and they'll talk about how good a person they are, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll give you all these great examples of everything else that they do. Therefore, they can't be racist, can they? Um, that's sort of where this goes in, in terms of not that fallacy, not the conjunction fallacy, but the argument style. Yeah. Um, is very is kind of dangerous. The conjunction fallacy, the danger of that, really, it's not it's not a huge danger, but it's just it's just our way of we don't naturally um, work out probabilities very well. If we did, we'd all be great, we'd all be great gamblers, right? I mean that's that's a fact, and I think um, the three of us on this pod can quite safely say that we're not great gamblers. Um, it, it's it, the brain doesn't do very well, so that's why you know. That's why the odds on when you build a bet, you know what I mean, on, on something. Uh, <laughs> oh, I that's love a build a bet, man. You love a build a bet, right? <laughs> but that's why the odds, that's why the odds shoot up, you know, because there's so many more things and it's so less likely that all of these things are going to happen or that all of these things in this case are true. It's less likely. It doesn't mean that it's not, 
It could very well be that that is the case, but when the question is which is more probable, then you'd always you should always go for just the one because that's more probable to be true than two or three or four events, you know. For sure, Colin, do you like superheroes? Because there's an example of the next one, and I'll let you take this one. <laughs> I do like the odd superhero, yeah. Um, so this next one is called the masked man fallacy. Um, basically, if one object has a certain property while another object does not have the same property, those two objects cannot be identical. And the obvious example here would be premise one. Lois Lane thinks that Superman can fly, but premise two, she thinks that Clark Kent cannot fly. And the conclusion that you would get from that is that Superman and Clark Kent are not the same person. And I think we all know that Clark Kent and Superman are indeed the same person. Yeah, so this one, Alex... That's a bit of a, obviously, we've used a superhero thing there. Where would, might you come across this more in real life? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a, a really kind of solid, uh, easy example in this one. Um, the mass mad fallacy that way. Um, let's think. Because the Superman Clark Kent thing, that's almost like two different identities of the same person. So it's kind of easy to work out. Um, in that regard, I'm just trying to think of something that's a bit broader or a bit more socially uh, relevant as such. I don't know if you guys get anything in mind at is all. Because this is another one where there's technically no exceptions to this because you, yeah. you can't say because yeah because one person has this as we said certain property, another doesn't. They can't be the same person, you know. Like I'm, tra- I was trying to think of something like. Um, Colin thinks that I make great macaroni right <laughs> but he also thinks that I oh fuck no see this is when hey. you, see this is when you do it just becomes this is probably unhelpful to people sitting there thinking right okay I'm going <laughs> to be looking out for this one but it's when you get yourself like I say it's just wrapped up and it, it's it's just not helpful. Can it be like if the if the premise has got two different meanings per se? So Superman can fly because he puts his cape on and he flies through the sky. Clark Kent can also fly, but he has to get in a helicopter first, or he has to get in an airplane first. Um, I mean that would kind of work, but not quite the same thing as this fallacy. Um, it's. <sighs> I'm just trying to think of a really, really good example um, of something that you would hear constantly. Um, oh, actually, I mean, I suppose in many ways, if you were to take the notion that um, all all human beings are human beings, right? All, all people are just people, regardless of race, gender, whatever it might be, right? Um, and one person thinks, well, all human beings can swim, but this person can't swim, therefore they're not human. That would be a wee bit of a kind of mass man fallacy. Um, I think I've got one. Yeah. I know who Colin is. I don't know who Banksy is. So that's why Colin, <laughs> Colin is not Banksy. Banksy yes. Oh, me. Secrets out the bag. Banksy's <laughs> on, Banksy is a great example. I suppose Banksy's yeah. an example there that you could Banksy use. Banksy yeah. yeah. That way. Um, or, you know, you believe in that Colin is Banksy eventually 
um, would end up being uh, falling into this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit. It, it can be. It doesn't seem like one of the more common ones, to be honest with you. It probably is more than I'm realising. Um, and if I can think of a decent example later, I'll, I'll come back to it. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not coming to mind straight away. But I think it's something that people kind of do use to try and uh, kind of make a bit of division. You know, make a wee bit of uh, this these people are, are not like us or something like that. You know, I think people can use it that way. Um, I'm just not able to kind of come up with a really good example off the top of my head, so my apologies for that. But, uh, yeah, that's the easy one to do. It's, uh, again, this is more of a formal uh, fallacy, so it's not about, it's not about you know, being correct, incorrect, etc. It's more just the, the kind of formal makeup of that argument is, is necessarily a fallacy. And I suppose, Colin, we may as well wrap up this part two now you'll be glad to know we are now past the the formal fallacies and we'll get to the more i think interesting and um common informal fallacies in our next episode so cheers alex thank you cheers cheers guys really quick quality arms If you liked it, please let others know. You can do that by leaving a review, leaving a comment and telling your friends about the podcast. If you really like it, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory. only the best pods in the best network quite the thing media.com